What's up to all my freelancers and my creatives out there? This is Nathan with another episode of Freelance Jumpstart TV. And in this video, if you've ever wondered the question, what should I charge? How do I set my prices? This is the right video to watch. I remember when I first started my business and I was out there freelancing, right? So I was offering my services up and looking for clients. One of the toughest questions to answer is, how do I set my price? I wasn't sure what to choose. I wasn't sure if I should look at competitors, if I should just guess, right? If I should base my price on my previous salary, my other jobs. I really didn't know where to begin. Um, it wasn't really until that I finally looked and understood that there's a whole way of thinking when it comes to pricing. Really, it's already inherent in me because I've been marketed to so much and you watching, you've been marketed to so much. You probably have an inherent way to understand pricing, but you don't realize necessarily what is happening. Different prices have a way to invoke an emotional response out of us. If a price is low, it may cause skepticism or it may say that's a good deal. If a price is high or perceived to be high, we may say, whoa, that's too expensive. Or we may say, oh, that thing may have an extremely high value. Different emotional responses happen with different people based upon their experience and their perception when it comes to money. To illustrate this different point with pricing, I wanted to share Sarah's story. Sarah had a unique story of pricing and how she realized how people perceive price. So here's the story. Sarah bought a brand new camera. Um, it was a DSLR camera. She bought it brand new and she wanted to get some experience. So some of her friends knew she was snapping pictures and taking shots and somebody approached her and said, Hey, I heard you take pictures. What do you charge? So Sarah was, a little apprehensive, she felt like she was a newbie, that she was trying to get experience, so she said, well, $300 for a photo session. So the person said, oh, great deal. And they booked it, and she took photos, and it was great. Um, that person loved the pictures, and Sarah got to get experience, so it was a win-win on both sides. Sarah continued to get a lot of requests. She said, maybe I should bump my prices up a little higher, so she bumped her prices up to $500. She got the same amount of requests coming in and she was happy with the work, but she realized she was getting a little busy and she was getting experience as well. So she felt confident enough at a certain point in time to say, you know what? I'm going to charge a thousand dollars, double what I'm charging right now. Uh, it hadn't even been a year yet and she was still getting a steady stream of clients. People were still asking for her photography services and she started building up more of her portfolio as time went along. Sarah continued to get a steady stream of work and she said, you know, I enjoy the work, but I feel like I'm doing too much. Maybe I should double my prices again. So she went from 1,000 to $2,000, but uh, the request steady kept coming in. Now that her price was $2,000 and had a steady stream still coming in, Sarah felt a little overwhelmed about the work. Not only that, uh, she actually got in a relationship and she wanted to invest some time in that relationship just to see where it would go. And, you know, she wanted a personal life. So she went from, okay, 
my prices are 2000 I'm just going to go ahead and make them 5000 because I don't necessarily want to close my doors, but let me just make it so high that maybe no one will book with me and the request will slow down. At $5,000, she didn't get as much requests as she did when she charged 300 or 500, but it was still a fairly decent amount. And she noticed these clients were a little easier to work with, right? She still hadn't had as much experience as some of the top photographers out there, but her slapping the price tag of 5,000 on it still allowed for people to book, but they were different. They didn't complain as much. They were more appreciative of her work and they were a little more patient with her in the photo shoots. So really it was a type of person that was looking for a good photographer and a photographer who is worth $5,000. I mentioned earlier, Sarah made time for a relationship. That relationship grew and she ended up getting engaged and then married. So now that she was married, uh, had a little bit over a year of experience, you know, in taking photos, she said, okay, I'm married now. Um, you know, I want to adjust to that and everything that comes with it. I, I don't want to close my doors, but I, you know, don't want this whole slew of clients coming in, trying to request me all the time while I'm trying to adjust as well. I can't do both. So I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to make my rates $12,000 so that my doors aren't closed, but nobody's going to bother me. I don't think anybody's going to bother me for $12,000 for a photography session. Sarah then started getting requests, but the requests were different now. The requests were from people who said, Hey, I noticed you charged $12,000. That's great. When can we fly you out to our wedding? It was a whole new audience. It was an audience of people that were willing to pay $12,000 for a photographer and they didn't mind paying for travel because they expected to get $12,000 quality photos. So what am I trying to say by sharing Sarah's story? Simply put, a thing that I observed in that story is every time she changed her price, she dealt with a different type of client a different type of segment of the market. In an earlier video, I talked about positioning and the fact that perception is reality and whatever price that you set, that will have a direct effect on the perception of your brand, your service, or whatever it is you're offering in your business. When it comes down to it, there's a whole psychology behind pricing. The fact that whatever it is or whatever price that you set, it has a direct effect on different people in different ways. However, there are some commonalities that if you take note of that can help you in better setting a proper price for the market you want to reach. There are certain people who are price sensitive. Simply put, a changes in price, they notice it immediately and it has a direct effect on their decision if they're going to buy or not. People who are price sensitive, when Sarah was charging 300 and 500, they were right there. But as soon as she went to 1000, they said, "You know what? I'm out. I I can't I can't book photos for a thousand. That's too much money. Then you had the mid-level people, the people that were saying, you know what? A thousand dollars may seem like a lot, but I don't mind if it has good quality or I don't mind paying a thousand dollars. If this person's caliber is really better than a thousand dollars. Then you had the higher ranking people or the people that were a little up there, the ones that don't mind paying over $5,000 for a photo session because they believe 
that the quality is going to be there and they don't necessarily care about the price. They just want the person to do a good job and they want the person to deliver. Yes, they have higher expectations. For example, they wanted Sarah to fly out to their wedding. They have higher expectations, but nevertheless, they're willing to pay more for those expectations. Also, a thing to note is normally when people pay more for something, they're more willing to defend their purchase. Nobody wants to pay for something and make it seem like they've been bamboozled or hoodwinked or tricked or gamed into thinking that they paid for something that was really worth less. Nobody likes that. People hate that. But if people pay more for it, they're willing to defend it. Think about it. If you go to a sporting event, you can pay to get in the nosebleeds or you can pay to get courtside tickets. In certain events, feel, being right on the field or being courtside, those are thousands if not millions of dollars. Is it really worth thousands or millions of dollars? Doesn't matter. Because the people paid that much for it, they'll defend the value of what it is that they paid for. So in setting your prices and thinking about pricing psychology, what are you setting your prices at? Are people going to defend the investment they put into your business? Or are they going to question you and say, you know, this person is overcharging. Yeah, that all comes down to quality and if you're delivering or not. But I would rather have somebody defend a purchase than to look for ways to poke holes in it. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you have certain things like setting your prices too low or maybe that mid-range. Somebody may say, you know what? This is too good to be true. Think about it. If I said, hey, I have a brand new computer for you. A brand new computer is all yours. You can have it right now for $20. You would be a little skeptical on buying the computer from me because you start having questions. Is there something wrong with it? Where did you get it? Did you steal it? Is it about to break? Like what is wrong with this computer? Because in your mind, you already know that a computer is a value and it has a certain value. There's no way it could be $20. So if I did offer you this computer for $20, you'd question it because the price is too low and you get skeptical. I've done this before in my life as a freelancer. I've priced things thinking that if my price is low, I can get a high volume, but really it just caused people to have some skepticism and say, can he really do the job? And if he is going to do the job, is it even going to be good? So having prices that are low is not always the best thing. So overall, what am I saying? I'm saying, think about the pricing that you want to set and even think about your current pricing. Is it sending the right message based upon the type of customers you want to bring in, the type of clients that you want to get? What does your prices say? There's many things that affect psychology of pricing. It could be maybe instead of itemizing certain charges, you should bundle it all together and then present it to your customer. They may say to themselves, oh, I get all this value in a bundle, but it's very hard to say what particular things that you're offering on an itemized list, how much certain things charge. It's kind of hard to come up with that. But those are certain things you might want to think about that appeal to the psyche of your clients or who it is that you're pricing for. Thank you for taking the time to check out this video. I greatly appreciate it. As always, there are episode notes for this particular episode. So check out the link, uh, read the notes, think about Sarah's story and what happened with her and ask yourself, if you change your prices or raise your prices, would it really affect your business negatively? 
And what could you do when you do change your prices to communicate more value that you're bringing to the table, even if it's more expertise? The next couple of videos, we're gonna dive deeper into pricing. So as I mentioned, I'll talk about how to set your rate. I'll also talk about the different types of pricing there are, value-based pricing, uh, pricing based per hour, and all these other things as well. So if you have any questions related to pricing, feel free to ask and I definitely will work it in to these videos. So until the next time, uh, I will definitely catch you later. See ya.